Section 72 of The Jumble Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lee Smalley. The Jumble Book by David Corey. Section 72. This is annuity day, Lily, said her father. Get your hat and we will go and see the Indians get their clothes and provisions for the next year. What is annuity? asked Lily. Is it Indian for birthday? Well, yes, it is sort of a birthday, for the United States government gives a good many presents that day to the Indians, food and clothes for the men, women, and children for a whole year. Well, let's go, said Lily, and I'll just touch one of those papooses with my own hand if I get near enough. I think they are just dolls. No real live baby would stay quiet tied on a board and fastened up all in a bunch to its mother's back. They do wink their eyes, that's certain, but I can make my Rosie wink her eyes too, only I have to pull a wire to get her to shut them. So off started Lily with her papa, and soon they came to an open space, in the center of which was a great pile of blankets, clothing, bacon, flour, corn, coffee, sugar, tobacco, and many other things which good Uncle Sam gives once a year to his wards, the Indians. Around this pile of things sat a large circle of Indians, men, women, and children. The men were, as a general rule, well-dressed, in tight leggings, with strips of gay bead embroidery down the sides, deerskin or calico shirts, fringed with tiny bells and tassels of colored worsted and bright feathers in their scalp-locks. The women wore flannel pantaloons and a single calico slip, and a blanket drawn over their heads. Many of these wild people had never seen a little white girl before. They gazed at Lily's fair skin and long bright hair with great interest. One old man, wrapped in a buffalo robe, advanced, waving his covering like some immense bird flapping its wings. When he got near Lily, he stood still, saying, Wash ta papoose, wash ta papoose, pretty child, pretty child, and held out his hand, saying, How? How? How do you do? And now Lily found a good opportunity to decide whether the funny little objects on the Indian women's backs were dolls or really babies. While the Indian agent and his clerks were busily distributing the annuities, giving to the chief of each band the allowance for himself and his family, Lily went up very close to the squaw who had a black-eyed bundle tied upon her back, and stood for several minutes absorbed in contemplation. "'Is that a real live baby, ma'am, or a doll you keep for your little girl?' asked Lily very politely. The squaw, of course, did not understand a word she said, and only responded, "'Oh, how? Wash da papoose!' as a general expression of her good will. So Lily presently put out her hand very softly and touched the bundle. What a scream! Even the dignified chiefs turned their plumed heads to find out what the cause of the noise could be. There was the papoose shrieking on its mother's back, proving most positively its claim to be considered a real live baby. And there was a drop of bright red blood on its little brown arm. Lily had stuck a pin in the Indian baby to find out if it was alive or not. Poor little girl! She stood frightened and trembling, crimson blushes on her cheeks, and two great tears just brimming over her eyes. Not until she had made a peace offering of candy to the baby, and left it contentedly sucking away at a peppermint stick, could she be consoled and interested once more in the strange scenes around her. 
End of section 72. Recorded by Lee Smalley.